there, I'm Beverly Sartain, and this is the Holistic Coach Legacy Podcast, where you get support in being an impactful and confident coach. In this episode, we are going to chat with Janice Higgins-Higgins around her story of having a TBI and learning how to coach. If you don't know what a TBI is, it stands for Traumatic Brain Injury. So we are going to hear one woman's journey through coach certification and hear how she received coaching and how she coaches others while having a TBI. Our intention with this episode is to support you in being able to better serve those who might have a traumatic brain injury or just people in general that have different learning styles or ways of receiving information. I hope you find this episode as enjoyable as I found it recording it. Many blessings to you. Welcome, Janice. It's so good to be here with you today. I'm very, very excited, as I've already been telling you as we've been chatting a bit, that you're here and we're going to talk about coaching and TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. And so I just, I'm so grateful that you're coming on to share yourself, your story for anybody else that might be listening that wants to learn more about how to coach somebody with a TBI, but also somebody who might have a TBI that would like to receive coaching. So thank you for being here with us. I just want to thank you, Bev, for having me. You know, this has been a journey, quite a journey, especially dragging you with me. Mm-hmm. through this journey because you've been there, you know, from the beginning with the coaching career and starting this all out. And so I just want to thank you for having me. You're, you're so welcome. Yeah. So what would you like to share in regards to your personal journey with TBI? Let's start there so we can hear a little bit about you. My personal journey began about six years ago um, at a former workplace. Um, I received my TBI from carbon monoxide poisoning. So it's what they call acquired brain injury versus a traumatic brain injury. It's in the same room as a brain injury. So the Mm -hmm. brain was lack of oxygen. The carbon monoxide replaced the oxygen in my bloodstream. So I had the lack of oxygen to my brain, which caused um, quite a bit of memory loss, long-term and short-term memory loss. I had a good position. I was doing a lot of public speaking, PR stuff, writing uh, speeches, um, going out to community, recruiting um, minority students to the program. And so it left me with aphasia, meaning being unable to speak appropriately or um, my thought processes. Like my words would come and I could see them, but I could not speak them or what I wanted to speak would not come out. Something else would come out or if other people were approaching me and speaking and it was too fast. It was like hearing something in fast motion, like and that could be someone just speaking normally, you know, at a regular tone and level. And I would have to be like, wait a moment, will you please slow down your speech and Explain, will you speak as if you're speaking in slow motion? 
so I could understand. You know, I had to learn how to read and write all over again. I didn't understand the simple words as I and the those kind of things. So self-taught, self-therapy, you know, I believe in a higher spirit. So I just went by the higher spirit guide of what to do and how to do. And that's how my journey began. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, What reservations did you have about becoming a coach with a TBI, if any? My reservations were, you know, would my clients understand what I was putting out there or trying to guide them through? Um, So it was because certain words, those of us with brain injuries, it's like certain words resonate with us, but we can't get them out for some reason. We sort of correlate with the word in in another way. For instance, like, I say insight, you know, and a lot of people's like, well, what does that mean? It's like an aha moment within self instead, you know, so it's correlating words and trying to figure out with a term that I may say, is that what they mean? So it's sort of like a perception thing and trying to clarify the perception. So, and also I'll just be honest with a lot of us that have a brain injury, I won't say with everyone, we experience a lot of frustration, anger, anxiety, because we're not able to communicate in the way that we always have been, or so-called the norm for everyone else. And with everyone else, it's like, you're, I'm, I'm 47, so it's like, you're 47 years old, you should know what this means, that means the other means. And for us, it's like learning how to do those things all over again. And yet, and it's frustrating because yes, we should. Yes, we were able to do those things before. We were able to speak fluently before and articulate words the way we needed to and wanted to. And even, or more or less, even body parts, move body parts the way we would want to. Because at first I was even moving in slow motion like an old lady because I could not like move my body parts as quickly and as fastly as swiftly as I used to. So it's this inner struggle with, will other people understand me? Will other people misunderstand me? Will they take me the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that does happen, you know, even with my own family members. I had a brother to approach me one time that had not visited me since I had it in the beginning, within a year. And he visited and only stayed for like five minutes because he's like, Jan, what's wrong with you? You're not the same Jan that... I'm used to, I'm used to you being a fighter and you're not a fighter anymore. And he walked out on me and I was left sitting there with inside struggling with self thinking I'm here, I'm in here. It's just that I cannot communicate the way that I used to. And so we had the conversation about it last year. So about five years went by and we talked about it. And he, he did apologize. He said, I just didn't understand. And I said, it's okay. No, you didn't understand. And that's what goes along with it is the misunderstanding, not trying to understand, not doing research and looking into it, talking to others that have been through it and trying to resonate and get the empathy that we need, you know, mm-hmm. to be patient with us. 
Yeah, I'm, I really appreciate what you're sharing about the personal struggle that, that you've had to go through with this. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on because um, it gives every one of us more insight to what someone is going through. And I think whether you're a family member or coach or there's some other role that, that you have, I think it's so important that we, we hear different people's experiences so that we can be more empathetic and we can be more understanding and we can know how to better partner up and communicate with the person that we're working with. So your sharing is so valuable because it's just going to give a lot of people more insight uh, around this particular topic. So I thank you so much for that. So let me ask you this. You do counseling. So what made you want to do coaching? Well, I had thought about a few years back about coaching, but I just didn't, wasn't able to get the time or the money to coach because I wanted to go into a program and get gain skills to do it appropriately if I did do it. So, of course, COVID happened. <laughs> um, I transitioned out of one job as a counselor working with clients that have brain injury. And so that was quite a journey. I did that for three years and transitioned from that <clears throat> into um, private practice and contracting out my services for counseling. Um, and then in the midst of COVID, that did not work out for whatever reason with the company that I had contracted to. And so I found myself with no income, no job. <laughs> so um, I thought, well, you know, I thought about the coaching again and I thought, well, I don't know what to do. And then just out of the blue, boom, Bev calls. <laughs> Bev <laughs> LinkedIn. It's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? So I yeah. believe in the divine universe, you know, leading us <laughs> and giving us direction. It's up to us whether we follow and take the lead on that. And I thought, well, this mm -hmm. is something I wanted to do. I have the time and some resources that I can pull from to start this journey, this new journey. And I wanted some change. So um, so I hopped on board. And here mm -hmm. I am. <laughs> yep. Yeah, here you are. And so that's what was so interesting about our discovery call that we had, our conversation that we had about the coach certification program was that the brain injury didn't come up, I think, until close to the end of the conversation. I, I can't quite remember how it went down, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think I asked something at the end about how, like, what I could do to support you in making this a successful experience, something to that effect. And I really acknowledge you because that's when you brought the brain injury forward for me and let me know that that was something um, that you dealt with. And so that was really important. And it's important for me to communicate to the listeners because I really think that that really helped our partnership, the fact that you brought it forward. And then I got to ask you some more clarifying questions about how I could support you during the coach certification program in terms of the brain injury 
Um, so what else do you think that a coach might ask during a discovery call uh, in order to be supportive when someone has uh, a brain injury? And that was the big thing and why I brought it up to you, because a lot of us don't like to disclose because we're seen mm-hmm. as less than, so to speak, or treated as if we can't do something. So I just want I personally like to disclose that to people because I don't want any misunderstandings in communication. Because it can be clearly done. I can say something and not even mean to say it. And the client that I'm working with will hear it. And it's like, well, that's unprofessional or that's, you know, she shouldn't have said that. And I wanted it to be clear that that happens sometimes because of the aphasia and just call me out <laughs> and we'll clear it up. <laughs> simple as that. Cause that's one thing I believe with communication is being honest, open and transparent. And so, you know, I brought that forward to have that clarity and because I was concerned about the pace of the program, um, if I would be able to keep yeah. up with the speed because of my processing. And um, so that's one of the big things is laying it out for a potential client, um, what your process is, you know, how fast it may or may not go um, and just how the program's laid out, the questions you put forward, your personality, you know, Bev is very humbling <laughs> and just there, your presence, just being present and being open minded, because a lot of times we can within ourselves have our own perceptions about things and not think about the other person's perception and where they're coming from. And it sort of stops, halts the um, communication and the process right there. You know, those of us that have a brain injury and we have the anger and the frustration right up front and forward. If we feel like a person is not listening or validating what we have to say or how we feel, it's we're done. It's no going back. You know, that's an automatic negative thought process. And it's we associate that person and their voice with something negative and it's programmed automatically. Just because of the trauma, you know, when you you have any type of trauma, you know, the negativity association is always there with people and resonates and always sends us up a red flag. Yeah, it's really great feedback. Um, And it's why I always say in the discovery call that you really are already starting to formulate the partnership there. You know, and I think having this experience with you, honestly, I feel like it's made me better at the discovery calls because I'm really open to partnering up in a really healthy and good way. But I'm also open to whatever the person is going to say is their learning style or a specific need they have or, you know, I want to know that. And I was so thankful to you, Janice, for the fact that you did share about the brain injury because I felt like it really did solidify our partnership. And um, you were so gracious and in communicating, you know, how you work with the brain injury and, and some of your own tools that you use in order to make sure that you are learning and growing. And so it just 
It was a really great experience for me, and I think it made me a better coach. Um, so I just wanted to say that to you and thank you for that. And um, and again, I wanted for people to be able to hear this because you're right. We don't we're not always thinking about that kind of stuff or or what somebody's particular needs might be. And I actually think it's a really great question to ask. You know, maybe at the end of a discovery call, saying. Is there anything else that you feel like would be helpful for me to know about you or your learning style or how you process things? Because I think it would provide an opening for someone to share um, if they if they felt like it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so for you, how does the, the brain injury impact you as a coach when you're in the coaching role? When I'm in the coaching role, I have to constantly, in a way, be thinking about what the person's saying and processing their words versus what I think they're saying. And that's what I love about the holistic coaching program is it's set up in a way with the core competencies and laid out. And that's a format I use to go through the coaching. So if something does come up, I can ask a client through direct direct questioning, um, what do they mean? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's clear. So I'm, I understand. And it's clear to me because like I said, perceptions may be different of understanding of a certain word or a certain concept. I've had that with some clients and had to ask, you know, like the term enlightenment, I had to ask, you know, was that an enlightenment for them? And they're like, well, what do you mean? (laughs) And I had to explain what that meant. And then it was like, oh, well, yeah, something like that. And then they would explain what it was for them. So that provides clarity, you know, just following that guideline, those guidelines helps set forth for me, how to present, how to help my client through the process. Awesome. It's, it's good to hear that the core competencies are very much in line with you actually um, understanding your client better um, or your coachee better. And so it's it's good to hear that direct communication or powerful questions or, you know, these these different core competencies uh, are really helpful when you have a brain injury um, to be able to ask clarifying questions, one, so that you're more clear, but it's also supporting your your client or coachee and and being more clear. Um, and so what about as a coachee? How does the, the brain injury impact you there? Um, sometimes, you know, it depends on who was coaching me. It may trigger a little frustration or agitation (laughs) with certain words or me trying to clarify what I actually meant. So sometimes that's a little struggle. Um, but again, it all depends on the coach and if the coach is very patient and open to wait a minute, what do I thought it meant blah, but you're saying something else. Would you elaborate, you know, or break it down for me? 
So that had helped a whole lot with those that did coach me. And it felt like there was a brick wall instead of getting upset for a moment and just telling myself, because I even have to tell myself and I tell a lot of clients and people when I do videos, the two questions, what is this about? Where is this coming from? So Mm -hmm. if I can pin that down and be like, oh, this is just me getting frustrated because they don't understand. (laughs) Then Mm -hmm. it's up to me to recognize that and for me to help clarify that because they don't know if I don't clarify that and Mm -hmm. help them. They're not in my head. They don't, you know, they don't get it. So it's good to take a moment, take a deep breath and ask self, where is this at? What is this about? Where is this coming from? And answer that to self and then be able to get back in there and come at a place of love Hmm. and empathy and state what I mean and try to ask them, do they understand what I was trying to say and making that clarification good between each other? Yeah, it's fascinating because what I'm hearing is just effective communication, Mm -hmm. you know, is really important when somebody has a TBI or a brain injury. And so I find that so interesting because I always say that coaching is very much about having effective communication with your partner, with the person that you're working with. And so it just sounds like coaching is very conducive to working with somebody that does have a brain injury because it is all about clear, effective communication. And a lot of the core competencies and skills are about having clear and effective communication with some somebody. So um, do you ever find that with the TBI that it's hard to access like your own agreement or your own insights or awareness or not? Sometimes. Um, <clears throat> As a coach or a coachee? As, as a coachee. I guess either, really. Yeah, um, I can imagine it happens in both places, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, um, sometimes it is. And that's why it's good to have a coach. Um, when I was going through my process through the program and had my own coach, it was like I made the statement, um, bring Janice back to life. That was the statement. That was my goal. You know, of course, the coach has no idea what that means, but only to like follow the guidelines, the core competencies and work with me in that kind of structure. And the coach was able to ask, what does that mean to you? You know, and be able to bring that forward and explain who I was before brain injury, who I became afterwards, and then the current person, you know, and trying to emerge all of these people, because we're still, when you have a brain injury, we're always, well, it just depends on the person. We're always grieving who we once were. Mm. It's a loss. It's a death. So it's like, it's a death to a lifestyle. It's a death to the things that we could do and were Mm -hmm. able to do versus not being able to do those things now or learning how to do those things in a different way. 
And that's how the brain works. It reconditions to make new wires, new connections in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so we may not be able to peel a banana the way we did before. We may have to get a knife and cut the top off and peel the banana that way this time. So it's, again, going back to learning different ways and different styles for self to incorporate into this new life we have. And sometimes some things do come back to us and we're able to do them the way we did before. Yet in merging who we are now. So there's always like this merging of personalities. Mm -hmm. I tell people, even in my counseling, there's some, we have different parts of us. It's up to us to give each part of us what it needs. Mm -hmm. If we don't give each part of ourselves what we need, what it needs, then it may end up, we may end up being something later on in life or in a position in life or with someone in life that we find ourselves, what did I do? You know, this is not right for me. I've been going on this long and now it's not right because we did not allow each part of self to get what it needed. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And what do you think that that brain injury part needs? My brain injury part needed time and patience, love and understanding. And to be acknowledged, you know, I, I, especially working with my people, I call them my people, um, brain injury clients. A lot of times we always have people telling us what to do, when to do, how to do, what for, yet not taking a moment to look us in the eye and acknowledging, I understand you're there, you're in there. And I understand you're struggling and I understand you're trying to work your way out and doing the best that you can in the moment. And I'm here for you. I'm here with you. Let's do this together. And that was one of the big things about coaching too. It's it's a team, it's a team effort, it's a team, it's teamwork. I didn't feel like I was alone. I felt mm-hmm. like someone was with me. And I've tried to express yeah, that. It was oh, yeah, yeah sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, you go for it. I was just gonna just say that you were so empowered by the process, and that was just incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've seen so many professionals, you know, we get master's degrees, doctor degrees, you know, and things. We only know 10 percent of what the brain can do. You know, that's a whole 90 other percent, give or take, that we have no idea of what it's capable of. And to set everything in this box and say, this is not possible. That is not possible. I was told when I first got evaluated by the psychiatrist, psychologist was I had the brain of a 67-year-old and that I would never be able to complete a school program ever again. You know, so that was another thing why I brought up the brain injury when you tried to get me to buy in into the coaching program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that negative thought there being there is like, and being able to tell self, wait a moment. Just because they said I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean 
that I can't. Why not give it a try? At least give it a try. And at the That's end of the incredible. day, I can say that I've tried. Yeah. Well, you did a lot more than that <laughs> because you rocked it. <laughs> you know, it, you were so inspiring through through the whole program. And there was such a transformation that happened mm-hmm. for you. Um, and I just have so much respect for, for how you went through the experience, completely engaged, present. Um, and that just speaks to to you, Janice, your character, um, that character within yourself. And so that was what was just most beautiful for me to witness was just how you embraced the process and you allowed it to empower you. And, um, you know, I would have not known that you had a brain injury unless you would have told me. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm very, very grateful that you did because I think it, it supported me in supporting you through the process, but you supported yourself masterfully throughout, throughout the process. And that's really why I wanted you to, to be here because I wanted you to be able to share a little bit about how, how you did that. So how did you set yourself up for success while you were going through the program? I I always tried to set a time aside, you know, structure. I have to have some sort of structure, time aside to do assignments, time aside to um, meet with my coach or my coachee and try to maintain that structure. If I don't, and a lot of brain injury people are like this, we have to have structure. If something is out of that structure, and Bev can tell you, there were a lot of times things just didn't work out for whatever reason. I would personally get upset, but then I had to take time, do the deep breathing. Um, I also do aromatherapy now and mm-hmm. have apply the aromatherapy technique to my coaching. And it's like, okay, wait a moment. Although this one thing went wrong, it doesn't mean that everything else has to be wrong or go wrong. You know, and for a lot of us, it seems that way when our day starts off bad. It seems like everything the rest of the day goes bad for us. Yet, you know, staying in those parameters of having things in place that I know help me and sticking to those things, that's what helped keep me going and keep me in place and intact for things and helped set me up for so-called success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I just, I think you're such a, a wonderful role model. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm certainly hoping if there's anybody listening that has a brain injury or knows somebody that does that they will um, reach out to you, you know, uh, as a support. Um, so let me ask you this, what's the legacy that you would like to leave through through your coaching, your counseling, through the the awesome work that you're doing? One of my model statements is, is, you know, a lot of people say take things one moment at a time. But I personally think that so many things can happen in a moment. Mm -hmm. So I like to say take things moment by moment. And that's how we process, too. 
is in mentally, physically is, you know, because everything's in motion. It's taking things moment by moment. We all have in us what we need. It's up to us to reach out to those that can help guide us to bring those things out and to flourish. That's what I would like people to know and to understand. We have the tools within us. It's up to using the guides that we have in life to help us. And there's nothing wrong with accepting help. Because so many of us are so independent too, and we don't like to accept help. But there's nothing wrong with accepting help. It keeps us from being so stuck. True. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful life lesson along the way is, is um, community support, you know, people that have walked a similar path. We can leverage all of those things, so we have to open ourselves up to that, which is what I'm hearing you say. And so if someone wanted to reach out to you, Janice, how might they do that? I have a website, Healing with Janice website. I also have a private Facebook group for women that have been through trauma where I go live Monday and Fridays from 7 to 8 in between there. Um, I try to. (laughs) I'm not always able to go live, but I try to keep that schedule. Um, And you can always DM me at any time. Also, my website has my phone number. My um, email address, healingwithjanice at gmail.com. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll put all of that in the show notes as well um, so that people have that information and can reach out to you. I'm, I'm so grateful that we got to have this conversation today. It was such a heartfelt conversation. Thank you for being open to talk about this. You know, just this conversation is going to help a lot of people. And I, I greatly appreciate it appreciate it. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we end? I just want to thank you and let everyone know out there, you're not alone. That's another one of my statements. You're not alone. You know, reach out. There's someone out there that will help you along the way. It's up to you to take that first step. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, I'm hoping some people will listen today and take that first step towards you. Um, so thanks so much for for sharing your your story. And um, my intention was that we would be able to talk about brain injuries today and give some some coaches some skills. And also, if someone's a coachee with a brain injury, that that they would feel encouraged. They would feel encouraged to share what they would like to share about that, and know that when you share that in a coaching partnership, that it can really help the partnership. And I think it can can even improve outcomes um, because the partnership is more solidified. So thanks so much for being here with me, Janice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. (laughs) If there is only one thing to take away from today's episode, It's to remember to ask about learning styles in your discovery calls so that you can support your clients in the best way possible. 
If you enjoyed the episode today, please head on over and rate and review our podcast so that more people can receive these helpful tips and tools around coaching. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to talk to you next time. And remember that holistic coach legacy, it's a path, not a destination.